late el corazón. Welcome to The Real World on CITR 101.9 with Dora and Dama, broadcasting live from the unceded Musqueam territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Well, I was here last week. Well, for me. (laughs) It's been a while for me. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, It's been a crazy ride. Yeah. How have you been? Just doing school, basically. (laughs) Not watching the Oscars, apparently. (gasps) Oh, what a Which segue. I'm real good at those things. <laughs> so today we're talking about the Oscars, if you couldn't tell. Because Dora has been so good, they watched basically all the movies. I don't know if, I don't know if all the movies, but basically all the movies. Basically is a fair, that's yeah. a fair thing Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
they can talk about the movies. They can definitely say why movies have been winning these Oscars, and I have no idea. I've seen two of the movies. Um, Which ones did you watch? I watched Get Out, and I watched uh, Lady Bird. Ooh, word. Those are the only two Oscar films that I watched. I wanted to watch Call Me By Your Name like I almost did. You know what I watched? Oh, this is fun. Do you know what I watched instead of watching an Oscar movie last week? No, two weeks ago, like during reading week. What? Fifty Shades Free! Woo! (laughs) Heck yes! I was with Marissa, the other co-chairperson for the Film Society, and Clara, our lovely treasurer. And we were, we went to the Murakami exhibition downtown, and then we were just like hanging out, and, and afterwards, Marissa was just like, guys, I really want to watch the Fifty Shades movie. And I'm like, then no. go watch. And she's like, you guys should come with me. And I'm like, I haven't seen any of the movies. Like, You don't I'm need completely- context. <laughs> See, I thought that I would need context. And she was like, no, dude, like, it's fine. Like, let's just go. And but I get free movies. You knew what Fifty Shades was, right? I mean, I knew what it was about, but okay. I didn't know what the actual plot was. And hey, you don't need plot. You don't need any plot. The plot is the- terrible. Like, I just, I would have preferred. It would be better if it had no plot. Honestly, I would prefer if it was just a straight up pornographic film because it would would at least like not be trying to be like artistic. No, it was pretty terrible. Um, But that's what I, that's what I was watching instead of watching the fantastic artistic films that actually won Oscars this year. Yeah. You have to like compare. Yeah. It's like yin and yang. Yeah. Like things that deserve Oscars things that don't deserve to be movies (laughs) things that deserve Oscars things that deserve Razzies oh I don't know what that is Razzies like worst oh funny so Sandra Bullock actually won an Oscar for Blindside the same year she won a Razzie for a different movie she was in that's funny yeah that's really funny it's a fun fact yeah but because of my complete inability to watch Oscar films this year which is very unlike me I should say I normally watch like a good chunk of Oscar films uh but because I didn't Dora came up with a really cool game. Yes, I did. And I just came up with it literally just now. <laughs> Amazing. So the game is, I'm going to read the nominees for the nom- for like the films, for the categories of Best Picture and Best Director, and then maybe Actors and Actresses. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, we might get crazy. And I'm going to give three word descriptions to Dama of all the movies, and then Dama's going to guess which movie won. Yes. Cool. I'm very excited. I probably haven't seen most of the ones that have been nominated, which is like pretty pretty stellar. So we'll all be on a learning journey. Yeah. It'll be together. It's we'll gonna be. be a good time. Okay, so I'm gonna start. I'll do Best Picture first. Okay, okay. Okay, so nominee number one. Call me by your name. Gay, love, tender. Okay. Movie number two, Darkest Hour. Winston Churchill Dark. Dunkirk. World War Two. <laughs> Get out. Black horror freed. Ladybird. Mom, daughter, tension. Phantom Thread. Fashion, genius, pathetic. The Post. Uh newspapers <laughs> i haven't seen this one oh. newspapers uh watergate i think um feminism oh, okay the shape of water uh delayed fish sex nice three billboards outside of ebbing missouri i can't say just like horrible <laughs> but um sociopathic city arson okay racism no i take back arson give you racism okay okay so what do you think won the oscar i'm just gonna say the names of the titles again call me by your name darkest hour dunkirk get out ladybird phantom thread the post the shape of water and three billboards outside ebbing missouri i think the post Eh, it's oh, the shape of water. Really? <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. Everyone can, was shocked. Okay. Can you tell me more about the shape of water? Mm-hmm, I've I would seen, love to. I've seen the <laughs> the trailer for it, and I was like, I've heard very good things about it. Yeah. But I was like, this just, I don't want to. It's too much CGI. I don't want to watch oh, it. Oh, there's not that much CGI. Really? Yeah. That dude's in a costume. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, so you tell, should watch it. Tell me all um, about this. It's a movie by Guillermo del Toro, who made Pan's Labyrinth. Mm. Um. 
and it's based on like he's had this like fantasy in his head for a really long time so there's two women octavia spencer and sally hawkins um and sally hawkins is deaf and they work in like a government sally hawkins isn't the that's not yeah that's that's the actress's name yeah no the, i know okay 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 i thought you i thought that octavia was like... spencer's also okay. an actress <laughs> okay okay <laughs> um but sally hawkins is deaf and they work together as like um uh, like janitors in this like science government facility okay, okay. and one day there's like this huge someone they bring this like really mysterious thing in and then they're cleaning the room and there's like blood everywhere and they see um this like fish monster guy and then you're like oh weird and then michael shannon's really mean and michael stuhlberg is like a russian spy okay blah 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 um sally hawkins falls in love with the fish man and then so she saves him and like breaks him out of the government thing. Michael Shannon's pissed, um, and then they she's gonna release him into the water because he's a fish. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And but they're in love, and they both get shot, and then he like is a god, and like immortal. What and. <laughs> Sit, like then she becomes a fish with him is this real yeah oh my well no it's not a true story <laughs> Dama. No, spoilers yeah that was a mad spoiler why'd you tell me that i'm so sorry well because it's bizarre Dama. <laughs> they like sleep you together you should have at least said spoiler alert for the listeners not everyone has seen the shape of water I'm i had so no sorry. idea that's how it went i figured like they'd just live together as a human and a fish person how is that sustainable? I don't, it's not, but I was like, maybe they love each other very much. <laughs> they love each maybe other. Maybe they're in love. Have you heard? Have you thought about that? No. Love, Dora? I don't think I've ever felt it. Wow. But yeah. So that's the movie that won Best Picture. I don't know how I feel about the that. The movie that I wanted to win Best Picture was Call Me By Your Name. Okay, tell me about it. That movie is beautiful. I was just talking to Audrey in the station earlier who has not seen it yet, and I was like, you have to see it because I've been telling everyone to see it since I saw it for the first time mm-hmm. in December. I've seen this movie 11 times. Oh, you're it the is... person that's seen it 11 times. Oh. I, yes, I am that person. <laughs> um, it's so good. Tell me about it. It's... I actually know what this is about because most of the people in uh, on the exec of FilmSock are obsessed with this movie. It's so good. Tell I was me. just telling, I'm actually getting Timothee Chalamet's haircut. <laughs> oh, that's the guy from Call Me that's By Your Name? Okay, your name. I was like, oh, that's... There we go. That's why they want it. Yeah. <laughs> so the story is Timothée Chalamet is a 17-year-old genius who speaks Italian, French, and English and plays piano and, like, who knows. And then Army Hammer is a 20... 20- Army Hammer is this person's name? Like, the actor's name? Yeah. That is an... <laughs> He's an all-American package. His name is Army Hammer? Oh, you That's have to see so a, funny. I know you have to see a picture of this man. He is like street. He looks like what people thought, um, like the human equivalent of Zo- of Thor was. That's crazy. Living in the That's comic That's so books. funny. I know. Okay. Um, and his name is Army Hammer. I know. Okay, let's oh get going. Oh my god, he's fully Thor. He's an all-American Thor. Oh god, that's so good. Cause Hammer. Yeah. Genius. That, I get it's amazing. Cool, cool, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Army Hammer plays a twenty-four-year-old. Um, like doctorate student who visits his his so Timothée Chalamet's dad is like a archaeology professor, um, and they're in Italy. And then so Armie Hammer like stays with them for like six weeks and like helps him do research and stuff. Um, and then Timothée and Armie fall in love, and there's like a lot of tension and like sadness, and also like internalized homophobia, but also like being really like interested and like attracted to this person blah 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 it's beautiful everyone should watch this movie okay so i this is not my opinion because i have not seen the movie but i was talking to some people the other day who were telling me that like there's the movie like the opinions of the movie are kind of divisive in that they're like the the lgbtq community some people love it and some people like really really hate it because it like according to them um like keeps this image of like homosexuals as predatory because mm-hmm. uh army hammer is like older and is like preying on this underage kid 
what are your thoughts on that critique? Because, um, like, I haven't seen it, so I can't have an opinion of it. Yeah, so this is, like, I saw this with my mom and my sister, and they both had an issue with it. I didn't really when I first watched it. Um, I think a lot of it, of, like, that reaction is because Army Hammer does not look 24. Mm. He looks... 32 yeah um which is really different yeah definitely um but i think like you actually never know how old army hammer is in the movie like it doesn't tell you i like i just know he's 24 because it's based on a book Mm -hmm. um but the movie i thought did a really like beautiful job of making it like very um like making it seem as though that was not what was happening okay like the young kid i mean like i know it's like kind of weird like it's obviously uncomfortable um but also like if they were if he was a year older older, it wouldn't be a problem it wouldn't be a problem um and part of like i do actually think it's important that he is 17 because he's just like at 18, you're still figuring yourself out, but, mm-hmm. like, figuring yourself out at 18 is a different reality or, like, has a different lens than figuring yourself out at 17. Yeah, like, yeah. you're still a child when you're 17, um, and, like, having this, like, really impactful moment, um, just, like, in figuring out who you are and, like, your sexuality yeah. and, like, what you, like, find interesting, like, I think that's actually really like i yeah i think it's really important that it happens when he's just a year younger i do know that it is like it's obviously really like it's predatory in a way but um not like just like in the reality of the age gap but they like love each other like it's really tender i thought it was like the best done love story i've ever seen on film And, like, I was talking to my mom about it, and she was, like, oh, it's it took so long. Like, it was so slow to start. And it's, like, yeah. That's how, like, it works. Duh. Like, yeah. When you meet someone, and you aren't automatically, like, like, in whatever Hollywood movies people meet, and they're, like, oh, we're going to date for eight months now. Cool. Like, in this, they they only have six weeks together. They spend the first, like, three or four weeks, like, kind of, like, playing with this tension. Yeah. And then they, like it's released in a way and it's really yeah. nice also this book that it's based on starts when he's 17 and army ham is 24 but it goes on into their future so oh. like a symptom of that dynamic is also because the narrative actually like develops more and in the book it's not like described or perceived as predatory either okay. um yeah okay good nice i loved it no yeah i definitely need to see it like my another person on the exec charlie has been telling me about it for so long and she's like obsessed with it um i really have to i really have to see it as president of film sock you have to watch all the movies all of your it's true constituents tell you to watch it's true (laughs) if they tell me it's my duty that's in our constitution Mm. why did you think the post would win um, cause you said newspaper, something feminism. Those just seem like buzzwords for Oscar winners to me, honestly. Exactly. So I've seen all of the Oscar movies except Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, and The Post because they were buzzword movies. Yeah. They were all dark. They were all historical. They were all super white and they were all around, um, like, both Dunkirk and Darkest Hour were World War II, which is like, it's 2018. Do we need more World War II movies? <laughs> Je think not. Um, and then The Post was a little different because it was Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. And Meryl Streep plays, um, like, her the president of um, the Washington Post, the, like, oh, newspaper yeah. company, or the newspaper. Um, and they... Oh, my God. Is this all just, like... Is it just a one big, like, marketing campaign for the Washington Post? No, Thelma. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep going. So, I'm afraid of capitalism, okay? Yeah, totally. Um, so, I can't remember what year it happened, but Watergate happened. I don't remember what that is. Okay, so, 
Uh, Richard Nixon was president, and he... Of course he was. <laughs> and he... Um, I can't remember, like, what the, like, specifics of the situation were, but he sent people in to get information that he did not have access to or to hide and, like... Send some, people into where? Into, like, office buildings. Oh. So, like, I can't remember if he was, like, getting information or shredding information that he had done like shredding evidence of something that he had done Mm. so that um yeah so that other people wouldn't know and it could be super secretive um and he was impeached for it he resigned but he was impeached Mm. for it um which is funny because donald trump's doing like pretty much the same thing right now (laughs) he is not impeached but cool um and the washington post found yeah no he was trying to uh like erase evidence and the washington post published it published what he was trying to not oh, okay, okay show and like this movie like it's vi- like all through like it's very king speechy to me i don't know why but that feels like a genre now um and it was like oh what are we gonna like should we do it are we gonna do it should we do it are we gonna do it they did it <laughs> nice um but yeah, the I like see why it was nominated because it's Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks and like there's this big like feminist movement mm-hmm. in Hollywood specifically like just like that's a really hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it was a very good movie. Okay. What did you see it? You said mm. you didn't see it. No, I didn't. But I also you like. Don't know. But compared to the other movies that were nominated, Call Me by Your Name, Get Out, Phantom Thread, Lady Bird. Shape of Water, like, those are all... I have thoughts about Lady Bird. I actually saw Lady Bird. I don't think it's that great. Like, it's good. It's a good movie. But it's, like, not fantastic. Like, I understand that, like, the great part of it is her relationship with her mom. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that it's enough to make a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's, It's good. I think it should be nominated for, like, on the mom's behalf, specifically, like, the supporting role, which she was. Uh, I think that that's very well deserved. But I just, I didn't think it was, like, that was good enough to carry the movie into being, like, the fantastic movie that people said it was. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just a sad, it's just a sad teenager story. And except this time we focus on how her relationship with her mom makes her sad on top of all the other things that make her sad. Yeah, but have you seen a movie that does that ever? I feel like a lot of movies, like, touch upon that stuff. Like, often it's the relationship with the dad that does it. Um, I just, it didn't seem that great to me. And I do appreciate the way that they showed the relationship with the mom. I thought that was good. That's why I think, like, definitely good acting on the mom's part. But it's, I wasn't very impressed. I think it's because I, everyone told me it was amazing. Yeah, And I was like, oh my god, like, I'm gonna see an amazing movie. And it was just, like, another coming-of-age story. I feel like I'm pretty done with coming-of-age stories at this point. I've just, like, seen so many. Um, Recently, like, in a recent span of time, I've seen a lot. And I'm like, I'm I'm done with this. I don't care anymore. Yeah, one thing I will say, like, I actually agree. Like, I thought it was good, but I was like, this isn't as good as Call Me By Your Name. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Um... But um, I thought it was cool. One thing that stood out to me besides, like, the relationship with the mom, which was, like, really central to the film, was they were, like, alt kids. Like, they were, like, kids who, like, like when I was younger, I would have, like, wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But they were also, like, really susceptible to like peer pressure and stuff mm-hmm. like there's this i remember this one scene where there's this girl and they're like she's so tan like we should start tanning like and that is something that i don't think is like actually shown a lot like mm-hmm. there's either like really popular girls who are like just total sheep and then um not very popular girls who are like i don't even want it like that's so beneath me like i don't know like heather's heather's is that yeah that's fair you know i don't know i i i just feel like it's been done before and it like didn't impress me i guess uh, but I think. But does everything have to be so? Never no, been done before. No, it doesn't have to. It does. I just didn't think it was. It was done in a way that Im- that impressed me. Like you can do the same thing over and over and make it very good. Like I actually really like it when people like take like a thing, 
like a trope and just work with the trope so well but then there's like a tiny little thing that makes it like different from everything yeah else, i right? guess like get out yeah where i d- just didn't see that in ladybird um it's good it's definitely good it's just not not as good as people told me it was yeah. and i was like ready to ready to see it and i was like okay this i'm i'm disappointed <laughs> basically <laughs> um um should we do some some music yeah and then we'll go on to the next category um so sorry i forgot to say we actually played visions of gideon from the call me by your name soundtrack Ooh. um to open the show but awesome. truly um now we're gonna play small foreign faction by Haley blaze off of the album let yourself go um she's really good okay. she's a new uh newish um in that like i've just started to like see her name around yeah artist in vancouver sweet nice so Good thank stuff. you yeah uh you're listening to the real world on catr 101.9 fm um we'll be right back yeah we'll talk to you soon Just a foreign faction, irreconcilable conflict at parties. I feel like a chain reaction, but sadly I don't know how it started. I never wanted anything, and I never got it. I never wanted anything, and. to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. 
Translation? Discorder Magazine's March issue is coming in like a lion, but it's not going out like a lamb. The issue is hitting the streets at its over 100 distribution spots made possible by our fearless advertisers, The Rickshaw, Mint Records, Timber Concerts, Blueprint Events, The Rio Theater, The Cinematheque Theater, Massey Books, and the Alma Mater Society. If you prowl around Van, you'll be able to read up on Man Up Vancouver, its wild success and 10-year anniversary celebration, an interview with Shindig's majestic winner, Mama Rudgau, how the Poetry is Bad for You reading series captures your soul, a poem submission by cherished Cream AT writer Samantha Nock, and, of course, a full harvest of album, podcast, and book reviews and live show reviews of local bands. Translation, forever local, forever free, always salty. What's up? We're back is what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. You are listening to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM with Dama and Dora. Broadcasting live from the unceded ancestral and traditional territory of the Hunkabingham speaking Musqueam people. Hell yeah. Um, today we are talking about the Oscars. It's been good. Um, this is actually like a surprisingly fantastic dynamic because Dama hasn't seen very many of the Oscar movies and yeah. didn't watch the Oscars. And I've seen, I will say like, 80% of them, and I watched all of the Oscars on the red carpet. Um, so. Yeah, so we, we just did Best Picture. We are moving on to Best Director. Okay, so it's the exciting. game is I read. I don't have to do it anymore. The game was I was reading the titles and then I said three words that describe the movies. Oh, but is it all the same ones? Not all the same ones, but they've all been. They were all Best Picture nominated too. So okay, that's We don't sucks. need to do it. It's okay. We can take it up with the Academy after. Ugh, fine. <laughs> so. Fine. The people nominated for Best Director. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Christopher Nolan for Get Out. Okay. For Dunkirk. I'm so sorry. Christopher I, I Nolan will say, for like, Dunkirk. Christopher Nolan 100% did not do Get Out. What? <laughs> Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Okay. Jordan Peele for Get Out. There we go. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. And Guillermo del Toro for Shape of Water. Okay, I I don't know if this is cheating, but, like, I have a feeling that I maybe saw on social media somewhere that Jordan Peele won. Is that a lie? Did I, did I, was I? You've been duped. Oh, my You goodness. got duped. Is this real? That's so upsetting. Gamble Del Toro won for Shape of Water. Fucking stupid. I mean, it's, okay. Jordan Peele won for Best Original Screenplay. Okay, cool. Which okay. is, he's actually the first black person to ever win Yeah, for like, I knew that, like, he broke a bunch of records yeah. with Get Out, so I was like, hell yeah. Um, and George, James Ivory won for Call Me By Your Name for Best Adapted Screenplay. Oh, nice. And a screenplay is actually, I think, bigger. It's really important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really important. Um... I'm just, like, annoyed. I don't... Uh, can I be super real? I don't like Guillermo del, del Toro that much. I don't like him that much. I'm like... You're, what? You're fine, but I don't... Dama. I don't know. That's I just, sacrilege. Like, I'm not super into the stuff he does. I'm, I don't think it's that It's that amazing. For some reason, I kind of... I put him a lot with... Um, oh, I'm going to butcher this name. M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. That guy? Um, I feel like they're kind of in the same... Oh, in the same funny. boat. I feel like they're kind of... Yeah, I just don't, I'm not, it's not my style. I understand why people like them, but I, it's just, I never enjoy those movies. I'm That's always, fair. like, waiting for them to end. <laughs> so, it's just, like, I don't really care about you right Shape now. of Water was good. Um, I haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth, but the people who I watched the Oscars with were, like, it was not as good as Pan's Labyrinth. Like, I don't like Pan's Labyrinth that much. Fair. Pan's Labyrinth is fine. Pan's Labyrinth is, is a good movie. I just don't like it that much. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. just, I'm not impressed by those movies. But why did you think that Jordan Peele won besides okay. social media? Okay, like, I thought because I, I thought I saw it. But also, like, Get Out is fantastic. Yeah. Get Out is such a good movie. I remember I didn't want to watch it because I'm, I'm very scared. <gasps> Me I'm too. I'm so scared of horror movies. And I knew that it was a horror movie, uh, but people told me, like, uh, at some point we wanted to do a beer garden for it. And I was like, what? We can't do a horror movie. And they're like, no, it's funny, though. And I'm like, what? But it's a it's a horror movie. They're like, but it's funny. And I'm going to be super. I did not think it was funny. It wasn't that funny. No, no, no. I was, I was scared that, the entire time. I think that it, people calling it a comedy is, like, so bizarre just because Jordan Peele has done comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, it's not a 
comedy. Like, there's a single character who's, like, funny. That's it. Yeah. It's not a funny movie. It's no. a scary movie. That's the point of the movie. It's a scary movie that has funny parts. It's like, oh, I was going to compare it to Scream. Scream is not a scary movie with funny parts. <laughs> Scream funny is a movie parody. Not very funny with scary parts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like a lot of scary movies will, like, put, like, one or two lines of comedy in there. Yeah, to, you like, have to. Yeah, but that doesn't make Break it attention. a comedy flick. Mm-mm. It's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought Get Out was just really, really good. It like was unexpected to me, like at every turn, like yeah. every time that I thought I knew what was happening, I was like, oh yeah, I see where this is going. Yeah. And then they're like, nope, you thought, like it's definitely not the thing. Um, should I talk about what it's about, I guess? Sure. Okay. So Get Out is, uh, oh, I don't remember the names. I don't remember the names of the characters or of the actors. So that's bad. But there's there's the main guy and he's dating the main girl and she's like going to take him to the where her parents live. And it's supposed to be a like, you're just meeting my parents and then we're leaving. Cool. Uh, turns out when they get there that it's like they're going on the same day as that there's this like yearly annual gathering of like all of the family friends, essentially. And while they're there, um main guy just notices that there's a lot of weird stuff happening so there's like in the entire huge property that main girl's parents live in there's like two black people and they're both like servants but they're acting like very strange the whole time and it's like weird because you can't tell what's so strange about them and like the main girl's dad keeps like being like oh i know what it looks like that i have two people but like we we just gave them a home and we didn't want to let them go they love it here i'm like okay like cool and they everyone at this family friend event is just like staring at main guy all the time and like just making very weird comments this like on his genetics yeah i know it's a really bizarre it's like i mean obviously i'm not black and i don't have this experience but it was really cool to see this like cinematic depiction of like being the only racialized person Mm -hmm. in a like exclusively white space and like just like the boundaries that people break yeah yeah like completely inappropriate like so disturbing at some point there's this lady that gets main guy's arm and is just like wow you're so strong yeah it's like what like what are you doing that's not okay and main girl the entire time is like this is so terrible and inappropriate this is racism this is terrible but there's there's lots of lots of twists there's lots of twists and i'm not gonna spoil it because that's what makes it really good it's really good because it's really unexpected yeah um and yeah i just i thought that jordan peele would win it because like i think the directing of it is really good yeah that's what makes it so good um whatever it's also really cool my little sister loved this movie i saw it when i was over winter break it came out a year ago on the oscars huh yeah which is pretty cool um but my little sister loved it and when i visited in december i watched it for the first time Mm -hmm. um and since she has like just really enjoyed horror movies like she's like oh i love this genre and i don't know if that's accurate but um only because like we were saying like it's a movie that like has a trope and just changes something really subtle in it that totally changes the whole dynamic Mm -hmm. and like the whole message of it yeah because like the idea of like a guy going to meet a girl's family and oh awkward there's there's a gathering happening like that's not a horror movie thing you can't tell what's horror about it until like the end essentially. well but also i mean i don't really agree with that i think that like just thinking of like horror movies in general mm-hmm. like there's always like one person who like is comfortable in their life and they're doing something that they wouldn't normally do and mm-hmm. then like then it like whatever stuff happens um but this one is i just found get out like especially like the main flip to me was normally horror horror is like as a genre the monster is 
usually an individual and usually someone who's like an other in some way so like a racialized person a like poor person a sick person Mm -hmm. um but in this movie the whole like the like monster is this like collective Mm -hmm. um which is just a really cool way um to yeah just like really just manipulate yeah yeah, yeah. i meant like it's for me it was like difficult to tell exactly what it was that i was afraid of the entire time because it's like very very slow to realize like what's actually happening and why it's like weird and there's like certain certain characters that appear in like the family friends that don't seem to be that bad like they seem to be like on main guy's side um but yeah it's this it's this like weird thing where it's you don't have one person that you can be like that guy like let's let's end him um it is this like bigger thing and i remember before i actually watched get out i remember like making the joke when i saw the the trailer i was like the real monster was racism all along and that's like not inaccurate yeah like weirdly accurate for this movie like it's it's very like it's very strange how they do it um and i thought it was just like very well done yeah like, just so good such a good movie i mean i would recommend the cool thing about the oscars like it is just like this weird capitalist display yeah, of yeah, like yeah. here's my movie give me a golden statue um but it is like a nice synthesis of all the movies that you should watch yeah from that year yeah no that's what i like about it like uh, in my first year, I watched almost every Oscar movie, and I remember it was just like, I just want to, like, cross all these movies off, and it was just, like, good. Like, okay, I feel like I'm watching all of these movies, and even if I don't like them that much, it's like, they're not going to put a terrible movie in the Oscars, yeah. you know? It's like, at least it's going to it's gonna have something about it that's good. So, like, yeah. I, I hated The Revenant, but, it, but it's beautifully shot. So like you need to you need to give them that you know like I hated the experience of watching that movie because I thought the story was garbage but at least it was very visually appealing you know it's like you get something out of every Oscar movie you watch mm-hmm. I will say I think it's um I've because the best picture category is so big it used to only be five and now it's like eight or something yeah I was very surprised when you read out so many that was yeah. a lot um I think I'm just gonna only watch the best director films yeah because norm like. The best people who win best director usually win best yeah. picture. Um, I will say though, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri was bad in literally every single way. Oh boy. It's bizarre that it was nominated for best picture. Oh boy. Um it was not beautiful. It was really painful to watch. Um Okay, what is it about? It's about so Frances McDormand plays this woman whose daughter was like horribly murdered. Um, and she buys the rights to advertise on three billboards oh, out, no. just outside of Ebbing, Missouri, um, that acute that like calls out the sheriff for not finding the murderer. Okay. And then everyone like ostracizes her, um, and is like angry with her because the sheriff everyone likes him and also he's dying of cancer. Oh. Um. So they're like you're killing him it's like well he's had cancer the whole time um but what was so bizarre a everyone's reactions like for example an example of ostracization is Frances McDormand has a toothache and the dentist is gonna pull out her tooth and not give her anesthesia at all what it's like I know it's like that is not that's not how that works that's not how it works even if like it's a small community you have to put someone you have to give them yeah, numbing cream like, or something that's illegal it's yeah. not like ostracization it's just like being a bad doctor yeah <laughs> um but then her reaction is she like drills a hole in his thumb it's like everyone's what? reaction is so violent and like maybe that's the point like this point is like the revenge for this violent action is just like more violence well like it's a not very violent thing like it's like she's just putting billboards up but every minor interaction is violent Mm -hmm. um but it was bad it was 
really poorly written. The screenplay is like laughably bad. Like I was, I watched it with people, and like the whole time I was like, maybe other people are enjoying this. No, like the writing was so bad. Frances McDormand was really great. She did. She gave a. She won the Oscar, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but Sam Rockwell also won an Oscar for best support for. Best actor, best supporting actor, best supporting actor. Um, and he plays this, like, really racist, dumb cop. And then there's, like, a turning point where, like, he gets a letter and it's supposed to be, like, you're frustrated because of your dad. And then suddenly he's not, racist, not anymore. racist anymore. And not, like, like not only has he, like, been racist this whole, for, like, 60% of this movie, he also, like, has been actively cruel to, like other people and then there's just like he gets that there's this one moment and then it's like sweet done fixed he's a really good guy now it's like that is not how like weird it was so bad it was like so bad um and i was talking to my mom about it because she also loves the oscars and she's been watching it Mm -hmm. um and she was like yeah i don't know why i've heard she hasn't seen it I've heard really bad things. The only reason that it could be nominated is it speaks to, like, a social moment right now. So she had been reading this article about how, like, there have been moments in, like, specifically Oscars history where, like, bad movies have been really highly recognized because they spoke to different, like... A, like, stylistic moments, and then B, cultural moments. So this movie is about violence. It's about sexual violence. It's about grief. um, And it's about reaction. And right now, America is, like, in this really bizarre space. And it, this, like, violent and also, like, inactive way of responding, Uh um, like... And, like, cyclical response. Like, this movie, like, is about that. So, like, maybe that's it. But it was bad. Like, poor example. Like, that's not... But, like, that doesn't mean it's a good movie. Um, So, for example, there's this one part um, where... There's a scene with a deer um, and, like, a doe. Okay. And... Both a deer and a doe? No, just a doe. Okay. Um... And in The Queen, a movie that came out in, like, 2008 or something, there's a scene where Helen Mirren, like, Princess Diana's died, and Helen Mirren is, like, whatever. And then she sees this shot deer and is so upset by it, Um, which is, like, an interesting way of using, like, animals and, like, putting humans onto it. Mm -hmm. And then in Get Out, there's a thing with the deer. Oh, right. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Where um, a deer is shot dead or something. They run into a deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't remember. I, I remember not getting the symbolism of the deer. So um, the main guy is the deer. The main guy is like, oh, like I've, something sketch is about to happen. Like something violent is about to happen. Oh. Um, where he's just like the in- innocent yeah, just like deer there. getting hit by a car, like yeah. you don't expect it, and you're just like thrown into it. Um, but also, deers are that's a pretty cliche. Like, if you're gonna use a deer, you have to use you have to have a good reason for using a deer. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this movie, there's a scene with a deer, mm-hmm. and it's so bad. No. She just like talks to this deer and is like, You're my daughter. You're not my daughter. It's like, well, yeah, it's not. Like, where did this deer come from? <laughs> like, it's so laughably, like, what should we do? Let's have her pretend this deer is her dead kid. Like, that's not interesting. Your daughter, you're not my daughter. Yeah, it's like, that's not that's not an interesting way to use that symbolism. That's not an interesting way to, like, engage the audience. And that's not an interesting way to, like, show growth. It's lazy. <laughs> like, that's no. all it is. And it's, like, lazy and overdone. And, like, I 
really did not like it. Oh. So, yeah. I'm probably not going to watch it then. Let's be real. Good. But, yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> so, I'm, like, trying to think of really bad Oscar movies that I've watched. The Revenant. Crash. Ugh. I haven't actually seen Crash. Parker Fountain should win. <laughs> um, so, what movies are you going to see? What movies am I going to see? I feel like I want to see The Post. I feel like I want to see The Post. Um, I need to see Call Me By Your Name. Uh, let me look at this list again. Huh. Huh. Best picture. I don't know. None of these. I think I didn't watch any of them because they didn't really stand out to me, to be honest. Like, I'll probably watch The Shape of Water. I feel like I have to. I'm not going to pay for it, though. I'm going to wait till it's, like, on the internet. <laughs> um, yeah what's what's dunkirk about it's about world war Two. i don't care i don't care either that much okay yeah probably those i'm not i'm not super into any of these to be honest were um, you surprised by anything well that the um, shape of water i didn't think that would win yeah that was yeah i just wasn't wasn't super sure to be honest um yeah yeah, I'm like none of none of these movies really stand out to me this year. I feel like when like in my first year of university was when we had um, Birdman, mm. um, Boyhood, the the big the big short. Uh, what did you say? Boyhood. Yeah, Boyhood. Like all of these like movies that like they were they all had something very unique about them. Like even The Revenant was like unique in yeah. like how it shot things. The fact that it was like it had all of these indigenous people in it as well. Um, but, like, I don't, they don't stand out to me this year. They, yeah. they, they seem very homogenized, um, except for, like, the few that kind of stand out a little bit. But, yeah, I'm not super. But that's true. Last year, they're in a couple of years ago, there were as many nominees, and only a few of them stood out. Which, uh, what, what did we have last year? I think I. I no, no, no. The year in your first year. I don't. I feel so there like were eight. There were like eight or ten nominees. Yeah, but I watched most of them, and I thought they all had something like pretty good about them. But you can only remember some of them. Yeah. And like with this list, I'm only. I know I'm only gonna remember "Call Me by Your Name," "Get Out," um, "Phantom Thread," and like maybe three billboards because yeah. I hated it so much. I I just like don't like I watched Lady Bird and Get Out, and while I think they're very good movies and I like them. I don't know if I would have nominated them for Oscars. Really? Really. Like, I don't know if I would have nominated them for Oscars. I just, like, none of the movies that I've, like, seen the trailers for and stuff, like, made me be like, I need to watch this movie. All of the ones were like, I guess I'll watch this because it's an Oscar movie and I want to see what it's about. And then once I did watch it, I'm like, cool. I mean, it was good. But in my first year, almost every Oscar movie that I watched, I was like... I came out of it feeling like it was such a good Well, maybe, movie. don't you think that might have been because, like, you hadn't seen as many movies? And maybe you were like, oh my god, I've never seen I this I mean, before. I used to, I, w- I used to watch a lot of, a lot of Oscar movies, particularly, before first year. Um, I don't know, that might be a part of it. I have no idea. I just was not. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it this year. Yeah. I don't know. That's I fair. I don't know. Yeah. I do think that one of my favorite things about the Oscars is preparing for the Oscars. So, like watching all of the movies and like like thinking about who's gonna win and filling out my ballot and like listening to the soundtracks and reading about it like that's all a really like fun ritual for me um but yeah like actually like sitting down and watching the Oscars and like seeing who wins and like like, almost like it's secondary. Like, I don't care who's nominated. I just, like, know that I want to watch something that's nominated. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Thank you. Um, which is a pretty, like, funny thing about maybe just award shows in general. Like, also kind of the Grammys. Like, I just like watching. Or, like, I just like listening to things because it's, like, I know that I can, like, trust that it would be good. Although... As I say that about film, there are so many really great films that weren't nominated and so many films that come out that, like, just don't really hit the radar of the Oscars. So we said, like I mentioned, like, really, really at the beginning of this episode is, like, the Oscars basically are just, like, this weird capitalist display of, like, I'm famous, I'm beautiful, 
um, give me a gold statue and I'll put it on my mantle or whatever. Um, and it's really meaningless. And like the actual nominees, like the things that they have, they have to spend ludicrous amounts of money to even be recognized by the Academy. Um, it's not really based solely on merit. It's not really based solely on, um, performance. It's really subjective to, and not to, um, quality, but to like literal, like finances, like who campaigned the most, who got into which festival. Um, so that's a kind of disheartening aspect of the Academy Awards. Um, and you can't always trust. Like there's, I think it's always really funny when there are movies that came out, yeah, like five or five years ago or something, five or six years ago, and they all say like nominated for four Oscars. It's like, okay, cool. Like, so glad that you have this kind of just token of quality or like this mystical um, thing that says that this movie is must then be great when the people who choose that movie are just like a bunch of white wealthy people the academy has done a really cool thing of diversifying their um their the academy which is really cool and obviously um the hollywood has just been totally rocked by the waves of the me too movement and times up and that was really, really present in um, in the ceremony this year. They talked about Me Too. They talked about feminism. They talked about um, equal rights. And that was really fascinating kind of to see how this movement, this like political movement was affecting the entertainment sphere. But it was also kind of disheartening because it was it felt very tokenized like Jimmy Kimmel who is very funny and I think is like a good feminist I'm sure I don't really know his politics super well um but he's not he doesn't represent the movement he represents the industry's take on the movement if that makes sense and the amount like every single moment on the red carpet in the awards when or like in the actual ceremony um between the nominees and even or between calling the categories and even um that like the the presenters often spoke of it spoke of me too and spoke of time's up which is fantastic but it also felt very forced it didn't feel natural like actual like believing in Time's Up and believing in equal rights and in um, ending sexual violence is in action in your everyday life Um, and in like displaying and demonstrating beliefs and convictions not in a forced or contrived way but in your reaction and your reality and just seeing it kind of be paraded around was really bizarre especially because it being so prevalently displayed or demonstrated um, was to show like, oh, look, see, like we are, like this is a belief that we have. Um, but it, that being said, it was really, really cool to see all the coverage it got, to see how many people were talking about it, to see um, all the survivors um, and people who've come forward um, to share their stories, seeing them be, feel very empowered, um, because it was very visible and, um, starting conversation about safety and starting conversation about sexual harassment was really, really, really cool. Um, today is the day after International Women's Day. Um, so it feels kind of on brand or, or timely, um, that conversations around gendered violence um, and gendered experiences as um, women, as non-binary, as cis, as trans, like that's really fantastic. 
and really cool that that conversation is happening. Um, so thank you so much for listening to The Real World on CHR 101.9 FM with Dama and Dora. <laughs> um, I'm just going to play us out with a song called Work From Home um, by Gem by US Girls, um, which is a Toronto band, Torontonian band, um, who just recently got featured on Fader, which is pretty cool. Uh, the Fader, excuse me. Um, 